I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories. And this is the stories we tell. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jamie Messina. And dude, this upcoming episode, definitely one of my favorite um, to record. I mean, I like everybody that I speak with, but this one didn't really have um, a topic and I didn't really know anything about what I was going to ask or what we were going to talk about. We just kind of let the convo free flow. And so today I have on my friend, Lauren Frederick. And honestly, both of us are just in this growth mindset. We're from the Northeast, just shooting the shit, going through some things. I think you will enjoy it. So trust me, it's not that there's no point. It's definitely a lot of um, takeaways and and nuggets in this one, but um, it was just free flowing. And I love that. So before we get to it, I just want to remind you, if you are on your path of switching the story that you're telling yourself, if you are finding yourself feeling disempowered by the thoughts that are happening between your ears, let's flip that switch, flip the script, um, check the show notes, the description for the link to uh, the stories we tell workbook. And this one is super simple, guys. It's, it's a couple pages long, and this is the first step to flip that script that, you know, the story that you're telling yourself that may be disempowering you, that's holding you back, full of limiting beliefs, you can change that right now. And the first step is downloading that. So check the show notes, check the description. There is a link to it there. Now, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, go ahead and do that. I'm going to be bringing back every week, twice a week, just some pretty incredible people, amazing conversations. It will light you up. It might motivate you. It help help to give you some ideas on maybe how you can flip that script or maybe just inspire you to keep going. So check it out, hit subscribe. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review, five stars preferably. That is how more people are going to know about this right here and how we can reach our goal of hitting just a million people at least. So go ahead and do that. And let's check out this episode with Lauren Frederick. All right, I have Lauren Frederick with me today. Also, my neighbor. I always have my <laughs> my uh, you know icon people on in the show, and it's fun. But um, honestly, guys, we are just gonna shoot the shit today because um, I wanted to interview you, Lauren, because number one, I could just tell that you're a successful person, and I don't necessarily mean money-wise, but clearly you live in this building, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I, you could just tell, like, the way that you hold yourself, and also, um, you guys know I just like to interview people that have cool stories, and she has a podcast. What's your podcast called? Making the Maven. Yeah. So, um, and then I was like, oh, we need you on this one, because I, I started to listen to it, mm-hmm. and I saw some of the people that you were interviewing, and I was like, that's pretty cool. So, Thank thanks you. for joining us. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, and I love what you're doing, and I think the work is very important, and uh, I love that you also said we live in Icon, regardless of the name it's, change, because no, it we is are Icon. Icon. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> you're in my phone is Lauren Icon. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just think Camden's such a, like, mm. mainstream name, so It yes. reminds me of that show with the Camdens. Did you ever watch that back no, in the day? No, you're aging yourself right now. 
like that's fine. <laughs> gonna be forty. They know I, I can. Talk about I, it can I can. I can. I can. Um, but yeah, we we were just sitting here talking about what we would talk about and start with what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I I was raised in the North, um, New Yorker by trade, as I like to say, but um, my family ended up moving to Connecticut. And I think there's such a different breed of individuals up there and all yeah. respect to everywhere in the country. I mean, I think the, the U.S. in general has a lot to offer, all different scopes. But I think the Northeast is different. You're bred differently. Oh, yes. I'm the youngest of three in an Italian family, so I Me was too. born. Dude, I'm <laughs> like Born competitive. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, um, you know, whatever it was, like after 18, I, I laughed so hard. Like it all really started when I went away to college and it changed my life. And now I live in Florida, but I feel like we bond with people that are from the north. Hell yes. Okay, so the other day I was talking to... So my friend Virgil used to live out in California. Great and I love there. He's the best. And I wanted to move for so long, but it was so far. And he'd say to me, Jamie, you just don't get it. Like, it's great and everything, but the people here are different. They're not like they are back home. Like, back home, you know what you're getting. Like, people are just very upfront. Like, like we were just talking about, like, you'll just say what it is that you're thinking and then either be done with it or you don't like, the per- like, you, you just know. And he's like, you don't get, it's not like that here. You have to guess and it's, it's a different culture. And I didn't know what he meant, but I will say lately I felt kind of a little hint of that down here as well. Yeah. Where maybe because people are coming from all different areas and, and not necessarily have a culture, but I'm like, okay, I get it. Like in Boston, if somebody's bothering you, I'm like, dude the fuck are you doing yeah. you know good I'm glad we could swear on this show because yeah. you didn't ask that no again. no and then it's fine and they either are like whatever you know like but yeah. here it's, it's it is a little different I know well it's let me just take a step back and say I went we were just talking before you started hitting record I went to college at Bryant University in Rhode Island which yes is a state for anybody out there that's still questioning <laughs> if Rhode Island's a state it is and um it's where family I, guy's from oh my god I know it's just such a small little little land uh-huh. just a little land um, but three of my roommates are from Boston, oh. South Shore, Boston, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like this, you know, like kind of like Connecticut, but like abrasive New Yorker. And I thought we were hardcore. And oh. I was like, shit, people from Boston, <laughs> they just don't fuck around. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. And like, yeah. they will tell you to your face. And I, I appreciate that about you. And it's, you know, when Italian, I moved down here, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I can't really get with the, the culture. It's like yeah. a different culture, a different vibe. So it's been nice to meet your homies from the north because we get each other it's like an unspoken yeah dialect right (laughs) i mean it's just yeah it is refreshing and you know what's funny is when i moved here it's kind of what i wanted to get away from because i'm like everybody's so grumpy they're mean Mm and you know people can what what's the what are you giving like if the difference is people say hello and they're friendly but they don't actually mean it yeah you know what i mean so what is that but I like that too, and I mean thematically with with your podcast, I think the stories we tell ourselves, or we have to be the specific person, and I, you know, in the travels, I've moved. We never even chatted about this. I moved seventeen times in the last Shut twenty years. Up. Yeah, That's like I've lived a very colored life, both mm-hmm. corporately and professionally, um, and. So Every single time, I always like to say this, like every time you climb a mountain, you're at the base of another. Mm-hmm. And you can create yourself, but I think it's like our onus to evolve from the person we were, shed our skin like a oh, snake. Yeah. That's kind of a weird analogy, but no, these you're people you layers. meet. <laughs> shedding layers. No, but these people you meet, it's like such a great opportunity. People are like, oh, I don't like the person I am. And I'm like, that's great. You can wake up tomorrow yeah. and be a completely new person. Like, Hell yeah. Not refabricate a person, but say, like, maybe I was a shitty person. I wasn't kind. Like, take that with you as you go. And it's these stories we tell ourselves are, like, you know, we hear, like, breaking the cycle generationally. And if you looked at both of my sisters, you'd be like, you guys are not from the same family. And same. Like, that's well, I have a brother and sister. But, <laughs> but isn't it? Like, yeah. you can be, 
it's that whole nurture versus nature, but like you really could be whoever you want. And like mm-hmm. these, I love the, the concept of limiting beliefs because it's like, that's the shit we tell ourselves. You Hell really yeah. could go do anything you want. And like, I don't want to get too political right now because I'm not like a political person. I'm but not really either. Look at the Ukrainian president, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't give a Hell shit. Yeah. Give me a vest. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this. Like, I love my wife. I love my kids. And I'm going to go do this thing. And like, there you go. Like, right. restored yeah. faith in humanity. <laughs> I mean, I know because you, so you, she doesn't know a lot about me. I know you guys have heard this before. Probably, maybe some of you haven't. Um, so you saw that before and after picture I just showed you. So that before photo, what got me to even make that first step was I was at such a low point in my life. Always anxiety, depression. The limiting beliefs were like probably times a million of anybody else's. It was negative thoughts after negative thoughts. And I literally thought that was my personality and how I was going to live the rest of my life. And I just thought to myself, well, fuck, if this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life, I don't want to fucking live. And that was it. It was either I was going to do like be done or make a change. And I couldn't be done because I love my family and I couldn't do that to them. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to make a change and stumbled upon learning that you can change your brain you can change your insides i started with the outside (laughs) i wanted abs you know i thought that would help (laughs) but but very quickly i realized it was yeah you can fucking change you don't have to have the same limiting belief that you can break through them and reprogram them to be where we are today but you're so i think you're you're a lot luckier than some people because like you said you're gonna be 40 i'm gonna be 37 and there's so many people that just wait so long. They're waiting for permission. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for the right time and the right money and the right living situation. That's all bullshit. Hell yeah. Here's the thing, people. The difference between success and not is effort. That is it. There's nothing different. It is not money. We all have the same time. At this point, like we live in like a technologically oh, yeah. visceral world. Mm-hmm. You can have access to anything. YouTube University is like the thing. Mm-hmm. Um so it's an excuse. It really is. And if you don't want to put the effort in, it's why I think a lot of people don't want to be entrepreneurs. And I love that that's why you're an entrepreneur because you have to rely on yourself. And it's yeah. really easy if you're with corporate or you're in a large company where you can kind of like hide under the table and just like do... Go through the motions. Yeah. And autopilot that shit. Like if you really want to engage yourself and get that, you know, six pack or you know, as I'm sitting here like pulling my pants up, you guys, I can't even tell you. I'm like, Christ. I'm well, like, I've lost it since then. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, but I think it's the truth. It's the truth. Like there, there is no excuse anymore. Like it is 2022. We have survived arguably two, three waves of pandemic. We are now possibly on the brink of a war. Like if there is any time today is the time. Literally. Oh my God. And well, this is the thing. It's like people have these limiting beliefs or fears that they deem real. And so, sorry, this bug. Um, I, uh, had a group coaching session last week when we talked about fears and we talked about primal fears and intellectual fears and how primal feels, yeah, you're going to fucking die if, <laughs> I don't know, a cougar's coming at you, right? That's a good fear you to have. You would use a cougar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just saying. No, but like, if you are afraid of success, if your fear is success or your fear is failure, it's not going to fucking kill you. So, and that's what's stopping people from, they're waiting for the perfect conditions. Well, there's no perfect conditions. Like, look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pandemic comes, mm-hmm. fucking war comes. Like, what's next? Just bring it on. Let's go. I know. I know. It's funny. Years and years and years ago, like yourself, I mean, listen, I say this in jest because I do work. I've been on corporate and startup and I just like love the tech hustle. So I've kind of bounced and done some really cool things in my life. But the, the one thing I did for myself was I established this company called LF Legacy Projects because I think regardless of what it is, like you don't need to be... Sarah Blakely selling her business to a million dollars, creating Spanx. You could be like, you know, the guy that 
I don't know, the guy that created this, you know, suckling cactus that's in the back. And like, that is your thing. It's good for cats. And so like, I think with this, this fear-based thing too, is like people just do a shitty job at comparing themselves to other people. And it's like, you don't have to do that. Right. Like if you told a fish to fly, he would fail, but he's a great swimmer. So like, why are you going to tell him to do that thing? And you know, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole right now, but I got into this whole (laughs) chat with my dad and he's just like, like, what do you think about high school curriculums? And I'm like, I think they're bullshit. Like, I think yeah. they, like, put people in boxes. And it's like, I don't know. Do you like history, math, or geography? I didn't like any of those things. And when people said, what do you like? I'm like, I like talking to people. And, like, that's actually what I've done with my life is talking to people. What was your major? Marketing. Oh. Of course. Like, marketing. But you're a little younger. Comms. Mine was sociology. Oh, yeah. Because I just like the study of people. Yeah. Yeah, people. You know, but social media wasn't a thing yet or anything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did not like any of those subjects. I didn't do really well in school. But if somebody spoke to me today, they might think that I did. Yeah. Because I'm a student of life. Yeah. You have to remain. But I think that's like you, you know, we talked about being an athlete as well. Those are so many transferable mm-hmm. skills. That you have to always remain a student of the game because, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I studied abroad in 2005. And this is like before Google was real, before like internet cafes. Anybody young out there listening to this? You don't even know what an internet cafe is. Like you have to buy a Wi Fi card, SIM card to put in your phone to call internationally. Um, Cameras, cell phones, smartphones. None of these things. I had a Nextel in 2005. I was like, beep, beep. But it is, like, it's just, it's so true. It's just, like, there's so much that has changed that if you can't remain agile and flexible and you stay, like, paralyzed in that, yeah. well, today I learned how to use the World Wide Web. True story. I, I didn't know this. Cool. You guys going to take, like, a small audible right now? I was today years old, but really two years ago, when I learned WWW. <laughs> Shut up. Was World Wide Web. <laughs> like, I don't know why I never connected the dots on that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But like the whole point of that is saying is like, you've got to evolve, evolve or die because that's the world we live in. Yeah. I mean, my dad is 75 or 74 and he's into crypto, you know, like because of me, but still like he's moving along. You got to go with it. Yeah. Damn are, you it. A, are you a crypto person? I am a crypto person, but I got in way too late. It's never too late. That's way too late. We have to uh, talk about Remind me to time. tell you a story Please. about somebody I met at the pool after who uh, turned me on to a good coin. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I bought, I watch my Weeble every day and I'm like, son of a gun. Please yeah. rise. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even with that, everyone always, oh, it's too late. I'm not going to do this because it's too late. Well, guess what? There's always going to be another crypto coin. We don't know if Bitcoin's the number one. We don't know what's going to happen with it. And it's only too late for the people who say it's too late and never do anything about it. Because I started after it was already up and down and slowly been putting money towards Ethereum, uh, you know, Bitcoin, and then happened to meet somebody at the pool who just told me about this coin. I said, yeah, I'll buy something. He said, tell me when you buy it and send me your wallet address. And I said, sure. And next thing you know, I look at my wallet address and he sent me 100 coins, which was worth $1,200 of this coin that was $11 at the time that's now up to $100 a coin. So just like you don't know what... It's not, right? It, it's never too late till you're dead. Yeah. Because yeah. you can always do it better. Yeah. You can always do it different. Like, you can always pivot and adjust and... Yeah. You know, I heard something interesting the other day, and I'm curious... I know this is this is um, just an open forum today, but <laughs> I'm curious, like, what your thoughts are on this, just as somebody that sees the world in such a different plane than most people, is there's not an original thought left. It's <laughs> just the revision of existing oh, yeah. ideas. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um... 
I would agree, although I, there might be an original thought somewhere. Yeah. You know, because I'm looking at a trampoline and I was like, Jamie, what is that? Yeah, trampoline? my brain goes, actually, the trampoline will help you. So that's the point. I have a trampoline, guys, in the middle of my fucking kitchen, okay? Um, I thought it was an aerobics trampoline. I was like, you learned something well, new. It, is, something every day. it is, but I learned it from so Joseph McClendon of the third. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's big with prove it. Like he would come and teach us. And, and I also went to Tony Robbins and walked on the fire and all this stuff. But he taught us this thing called. Um, it, he, I forget what it was. I have the JM, I don't know, but whatever. He taught us. It's this manifestation process mm-hmm. where we're listening to music. We're basically the science, when science meets law of attraction. And so when you're jumping up and down like that, your brain is open and it's listening and, it, and more things can come into it. So you're jumping up and down, you're, you're visualizing and reading what you want and listening to a song that pumps you up for three songs. Um, so the first one is what you want. So say I want to make $20,000 a month. Um, I'm looking on the jumping on the thing, listening to whatever song pumps me up, thinking about that. The second song, I'm still jumping. Um, So it is exercise as well. But I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. All right, I already made that money. Now what am I going to do with that money? Uh, What car am I driving in? You know, like where am I going on vacation? Who am I donating to? And like visualizing that in the second part. And then the third part is just tying it all together. But jumping on it and what that does for your brain, how it opens it up and the neural pathways and all this weird brain shit that I am obsessed with and, that's why I love Joseph McClendon. Yeah. Um, he taught me that. So <laughs> that's yeah. why I'd rather have, I don't have a kitchen table, but I have a trampoline because that's where my priorities lie. Hey, must be <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, let's go. No, I love that. I love, it's true. It's true. Like my response to that is always like thought is the most powerful thing all oh. of us have as individuals, right? Like there's loads of currencies, whether it's knowledge or it's kindness or empathy or whatever it is. But I do think like thought is something that's so undervalued, like an original thought and the way that you can process stuff and just open it up. Like how many times, and I'm speaking to you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener out there is like, how many times have you just been so in the weeds in something you're doing and you're like, I can't even create right now. And you just have to close your computer and you walk outside and just that like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. stimulates you enough to move forward. And like, I just, I feel like. God, this world just needs like so many more people that you just like that nine to five is again it's it's like these shitty things we tell ourselves like right so what get your work done like my three hours of work 11 11 p.m to 2 a.m and like I will crank out all the shit I probably should have done in my open time during work at that time but like I want to be outside walking the dog and like right. you can do that and that's when your thoughts flow so I don't know oh that's getting me in a whole new talk so um Recently, for the first time, read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Such a good book. Yeah, last year. <coughs> <laughs> Such a good book. And, I got that excited. Yeah, and uh, so just we were talking about in school, like you think you got to push through it, you get it, and just such a open, like an eye opening. Because I hadn't, um, I wasn't taught those things. My dad is an entrepreneur as well. Um, he had. What does he do? He had a uh, well. He does a lot. He has re- lots of real estate, but he had a um, carpet and flooring business in Watertown or Belmont, Massachusetts. Which one? Jane, this carpet, small. Okay. Small um, business, but he did all the major universities around Boston. So you know, Harvard, Emerson, uh, I think BC, uh, Northeastern, and that's where I went to school. Northeastern. Um, but like he, he's an entrepreneur, but he didn't necessarily know how to even translate that or teach me that because he didn't even go to college. He just figured it out. You know, he, he bought a fucking, I love this story. He bought an old meat van, you know, where they transport the meat like to the, like, they're probably like dead cows. Yeah. 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 He bought it, he gutted it. And then he would keep the rugs in there and 17, 18 years old drive and install carpets and stuff. And he just bootstrap, I guess. Right. 
And so he wasn't able to kind of teach me this thought process that is taught when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is, you know, break the norms of going to school to go get a job that is somebody else is running your fucking life. Yeah. Like, and then you get to watch and you die. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. But it, no, I mean, entrepreneurship is interesting too, though, because you can learn, I think we convince ourselves that something is for us. And the challenges is like so many people don't go out and just try shit and fail. Like failing, I think is the best outside of travel. Like I think it's one of the best <laughs> things we can do for ourselves is oh, failing yeah. because not only do you fail and like you either love it and you're like, no, I will make this work. Like real estate. I love that you brought real estate up. Oh, because um, I'm in, interested in that right now too. Yeah. So I like got my real estate license in Jersey when I was living out there and I ended up just getting a great job. And like I, at the time was the breadwinner in my family. So I was like, I just need to get this job. I need to make some cash. And I'm pissed because I'm like, shit. So like for me, that was a fail because I was like, I spent all this time, invested in this course, whatever. So I just recently re-enlisted to get my, now my realtor license here in New York. And New York or Florida? New York. Oh, yeah, you're moving to Yeah. You're moving to New York? At, yeah, in October. No. I know. What the fuck? We'll catch up. We'll catch up. <laughs> but anyways, that's a terrible example of failing. But all I'm trying to say is like, whether it's internships or it's a job or it's a relationship, like fail and fail fucking yeah. hard because oh. that is a great opportunity for you to be like, I know that's exactly what I don't want or I definitely want that and I'm going to try even harder. I feel like I am really good at failing forward um but yeah like i just like you know with network marketing it's like failure after failure after failure and rejection rejection <laughs> hell yeah and just how do you kindly ask your friend for business and then how they're just like fuck you do not come to me yeah. and ask me for money. well i i didn't i'm i from the beginning kind of learned this attraction marketing type thing but but yeah they still have something to say even if you don't ask them but it's it is it's hard and just I I watched myself do it but continue to move forward but it mostly watching the people that came to me because I think it's a rare breed of people that will continue to move forward through that the majority of people that come to you and they say network marketing you know there's all these network marketing hater trolls out there that are like only one percent of the people make money and this and that and I'm like yeah hell yeah you know why number one you're saying one percent of the people make millions of dollars not everybody wants that some people are pretty good with thirty thousand a year in a network marketing company um, but number two because as soon as they hit a roadblock, as soon as somebody tells them no, as soon as they have some troll in their face, they shut down and they, and they, this isn't for me, Yeah. you know? And if they just kept moving forward, like I did, like I had a full-time income for the past 10 years through network marketing. Yeah. Um, was it? Which was, is huge, by the way. Can I, can I cheers you? <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it that's, wasn't that's a big where, deal. I still never hit, it okay. still could be a failure because I never hit exactly where I wanted to go. Like, I'm not like I want to be six figures a month type person. Yeah, but um, it's not a failure because it led me to the next step. Yeah, but also the people. I you know you bring up a good point too. I love this flow right now. Is success is defined by so many people financially, and that makes me so sad because you know I feel like success is baited off so many things, like the people you meet, the places you go, the experiences you have. You're hopefully you're making energy. a boatload of money. Exactly. Yes. Like, do you feel good in the morning when you're waking up and? There's so many things. Are so you I a like, good person? Oh, <laughs> Are you contributing to society? Yeah. Can you help yeah. other people? Can you give like back? And oh. Are you working on yourself? Listen, the biggest thing that pisses me off 
and I don't want to piss me off, but when we're talking about success or anybody who, like, if you aren't fucking working on yourself and in particular your triggers and becoming aware of your ego and these things, like, you are doing a disservice to the fucking world because you're walking around just reacting to whatever and you're causing this ripple. I want to make a ripple, a million person ripple at least, of positive energy, right? Most people are causing this ripple of negative bullshit to where it's like I'm gonna react to you because my ego's bruised but I can't even recognize that because I won't even take a time to practice awareness around what's going on in my head because I'm gonna project my bullshit onto you and then it that person takes that energy and spreads that and like mm-hmm. it's you gotta work on your fucking self like yeah. become aware of yeah. what's going on stop you know like sorry I'm on a, I'm on a little no it's a good that. tangent I think it's paired so well with emotional intelligence too oh, yeah. and like the older we, I mean, Jesus Christ, I can't, like, you guys, by the way, I'm sure all of you know what Jamie looks like. She's fucking amazingly <laughs> insane for 40 years old. Yeah. I can't even with you right now. <laughs> you guys do not know what I look like, but I will say this, is that EQ, the older I get, is the most significant quality char- characteristic I look yeah. in anybody. Because if you can't read the room and, like, reassess and pivot, mm-hmm. like, I just can't be around you because those people are energy suckers. Ugh. And especially when you're a good person and you're positive, like don't mistake in that for people being naive or in denial weakness. or something. Oh my people God. People look at that as weakness and I'm like, you're an idiot. You are an idiot. Yeah. Like silence speaks volumes. And like whether it's mm-hmm. Tony Robbins or any of these like breakthrough leaders, Mel, Ro- Mel Robbins, I didn't really yeah. say the same last name too. Yeah, right. Um, they were both that Brene Brown, whoever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be somebody like Oprah status, right? It could, right. Be, it could be you. Like it could be anybody and everybody. Don't ever be mistaken that like silence is such a powerful tool. You do not have to respond to assholes. You don't have to respond to people that are negative. Mm-hmm. Like trolls on the internet. You see this all the time. I have like four followers on the internet. I have a little internet. troll sitting over there. Yeah. And you see, every time I'm on a live, I just hold it up. You know, <laughs> let me ask you this too. Like we don't have to go down the TikTok rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But do you follow Erica Rifkin by any chance? No. Her and her husband own a coffee shop. Mm-mm. So she is an addict, an ex-addict, but mm-hmm. she still is an addict, yeah. right? Because I guess you're always an addict. And her and her husband, good for them. Like, they met. They were both ex-addicts. They were, like, borderline death in bed. Mm. Now, here they are. They have millions of followers. They opened a coffee shop, bought a house. They spread your level of positivity. Like, Mm. shit people want to hear. Like, I come to you and your mornings because I love your affirmations. And they're true. And they're raw. And they're honest. Her and her husband do the same thing. And they're just trying to run their coffee shop, do their thing. The amount of trolls. Because this girl has, like, a little bit of a messed up smile. And she she rolls with it. She's like, it is what it is. I mean, the fact that you could be a grown-ass human on the other line of that, calling somebody out for their shit, like, that is bad energy. We don't know if they're... So I've checked myself a few times because I'll do my lives every morning and I always have at least one or two people come on and be like, you're a girl. And I'm like, I know. Like, or just talk about my hair. And then I'm thinking, how old are you? Like, because they could be kids. Yeah. You know? So I check myself because I always attack them as a... Or I don't. But sometimes I'll respond and engage because I find it entertaining. And yeah. in like a um, psychological way, like I'll t- talk about why they're projecting onto me and yeah. kind of embarrass them, which is probably isn't nice. But then again, like don't <laughs> come up with me. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, that could be a kid. You know? Like, I know. Well, no, no, no. There's some of these like that, you know, you you can go in and like look and mm-hmm. see what their things are. But like, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I don't know. Maybe it's not worth the energy. Maybe every once in a while you want to go check those people. But like, that's just sad. And like, I'm not a really religious person. But those are moments where I'm like, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm yeah. just going to send you good vibes. 
and hope that you like are just having a shitty day and that's it and you got to move on. Because we know that if you're out there and that's what you're doing in order to make yourself feel good, Mm -hmm. then you got some shit going on. Totally. Like at the end of the day, happy people who are good internally and happy, you know, it doesn't mean you need to have a lot of money or whatever, but if you're a good person and you know who you are and you're happy with yourself and you're happy with your life, you are not going to go out and trash on other people. You're not going to spend time gossiping. Like you're not, because that's just not, something that brings joy yeah and so I feel bad like you can tell like it's like what what are you projecting onto me right now you know (laughs) adjust that crown girl are you a Peloton person no (laughs) oh my god one of the one of the um one of the instructors Robin Arzan who's got like a crazy story she was like a lawyer and she was in a bar and like somebody came in like poured gasoline on everyone Uh, what yeah and like threats like blow them up she's got a crazy story but unbelievable instructor she always says adjust your crown so like that day she was like I quit being a litigator and I emailed the CEO of Peloton and I was like I just want to be inspirational and like that's all she does she always says adjust your crown like sometimes your crown can fall off adjust a little little, yeah I mean I get it and that's the whole point of this podcast is that there are so many negative things and people but at the end of the day like they need to listen to this too mm-hmm. because when you feel good within yourself, like you're going to be spreading positivity, not negativity. You know what I mean? What's the best story you told yourself today? Oof. Today, you're going to make me cry. I know. I want um, to make you cry. Um, you look so pretty. I just wanted it all to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that um, everything, nothing that's meant for me will pass me and that everything's unfolding perfectly and I'm excited for what's to come. So beautifully said. Mm-hmm. So beautifully said. So what are your plans for your big 4 Oh, my God. Well, you want to come? Yeah. So, like, I got Shay and, like, um, just, I, I figured a mastermind, but somewhere awesome, like, somewhere tropical and, like, because here's the thing, guys. I like to have drinks every now and then. Uh, they, Some people listening may know I was sober for two and a half years until I moved to St. Pete. And I've never actually publicly said that I'm not sober anymore, but I think they probably picked up on it because it came out of my bio and, like, um, they've probably seen stories of me drinking or whatever. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, like alcohol and stuff, but at the same time, I've learned that for the most part, I can control it. And in the past, the reason why I got sober wasn't necessarily that I was, you know, at that place where I needed to drink all the time or whatever, but when I did, I didn't like who I became mm-hmm. and I thought that it was fucking with my brain. Um, to the, what I wanted to be driven and, and focus on what I was doing. So then I moved here <laughs> and you got to make new friends. And this yeah. is a very like, I'm right in the middle of downtown and, and I don't know, I ended up starting drinking again, but I still don't do it often. Why was I telling you about that? What we're doing for your 40th. Oh, so I like <laughs> having a few drinks here and there, but, um, masterminds, like it, it has to be intentional. So yeah. if I'm having drinks with people, I'm either out because I'm like ready to just forget I had a hard day and I'm ready to go have a few drinks and dance or like be around good people who are going to share energy and ideas and just like a mastermind. So I'm like, let's go somewhere cool. And like, you have to be invited and be on this, you know, level of like, I'm not going to Mexico to get fucked up. I'm going to mastermind with some pretty successful people who are going to inspire me to be better and do better. I love that. So what brought you to Florida? (laughs) A breakup. Kind of, kind of. Um, That's always a good thing. I hate being cold. I'm from Boston, but I hate being cold. And I always wanted to move somewhere warm. But I had a a partner at the time in Minnesota. 
Oh, shit. And so I was going to move to Minnesota with You knew her. she wasn't the one for you then. I, I did, but I didn't want to. It was, I couldn't because I'm too cold. I didn't. Yeah. It's cold there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had kids, so she couldn't move. But um, And Minnesota people don't move. Yeah, yeah. She just, well, and she has four kids. But so I had asked my roommate to move out back home in Boston because I was going to move there. And then not only were we long distance, but then COVID happened. And it was like everything was unknown. And we already just weren't really getting along. And so... That ended, and so then here I am in COVID with an empty, because my roommate took the couch, and like, with an empty apartment, and I was like, I, I gotta shit out, get off the pot, I hate being up here, I wanna fucking move, and California's too far, different time zone, I'm a big family person, you know, if you're Italian, and we have a lot of people on the East Coast, and so I figured Florida, warm, West Coast of Florida, still see the sun set over the ocean, Hell yeah. and also my parents have a home in Naples. Oh, no shit, <clears throat> I love that, so I get to see them. They're close in the I love winter. that you're the youngest of three, too. Let's <laughs> just talk about that for a second. Let's just talk about... <laughs> wait, can we pivot real quick? Family pivot, because I love a good family pivot. <clears throat> youngest of three. Mm-hmm. Brother's the oldest or middle? Brother, yeah. And then sister? My sister, yeah. How old are they? Uh, it's big. My brother is... He's going to be 50. Okay. So he's 10 years older, and my sister's five years older. Okay. Oh, so every five years. Mm-hmm. Are you just completely different from them? I am very, very different. Well, yeah. My brother and I... Are similar in the sense of like we believe in the law of attraction and like we like Eckhart Tolle and stuff like that but very very different I've always been like quiet and kind of taking things in and my sister's very loud uh loves partying like she's an extrovert and gets her energy from going out and just mm-hmm. being loud and talking to everybody and their mom whereas I'm like it's like torture to me you know yeah. what I mean yeah, so, yeah. oh my god I yeah. love that <laughs> very different very different and she'll tell you the same thing it's funny we're like we look at each other we're like what the fuck happened to us yeah yeah I love that oh my god I think family dynamics are so interesting too and like when you talk about like where we are in life and birth order and all that crazy stuff you hit you've talked about it a few times like law of attraction is probably like the one principle that I will always mm-hmm. live my life by hell yeah and not until I swear to god not until I met Natalia Two years ago, almost two years ago today, she played the secret for me. Mm. We I we had just met like randomly in New York, and I was like, "Hey, I have to go down to Charleston. Do you want to come?" And she's like, "Yeah." We knew each other like for two weeks, so we drove <laughs> in the car together. I know, lesbian. <laughs> we drove in the car together for a while, and she pops this thing on, and I was like, "This is hysterical. Like, this is something I've always just naturally done. I didn't even know the mm-hmm. law of attraction was a real thing. I'm not like a very big reader." And so I listened to this book feverishly, like on Audible or Audio, whatever it is, for like 12 hours straight, the whole drive from New York down to Charleston. And ever since, I've like ultimately pivoted. But the one thing I will say about the law of attraction, which is very important, is like you have to be remarkably disciplined about the way you ask for things Mm -hmm. and put it out there, right? Like you can't just be like, I want to be successful. You have to be very prescriptive on what Mm -hmm. that looks and feels like for you. But like, I don't even have to knock on wood. The law of attraction will always exactly. serve your purpose and put things in your way. And I just got off the phone with my brother about this because, you know, I was calling, just telling him something that's going on in my life. And he's like, Jamie, you know. The one thing the secret fails to mention or forgets to mention is action. Mm-hmm. Because you definitely need to take action as well. Yeah. But people are like, oh, that's woo-woo. And I used to think it was woo-woo. But energy is real. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know this? You might know this because Joseph tells us often. He, he's a guitar guy. And he'll, if you have a good, you know, you know, if you pluck a string on this guitar over here, the, the guitar over there is going to come at the same vibration because energy is legit. And we vibrate off give energy and so if I'm sitting here thinking about oh my god I'm gonna be single forever because blah 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 like that's what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna keep attracting people that are not gonna be good for me right 
and that's just facts. I want to meet your brother. He sounds like a cool dude. He is cool. <laughs> he went through some shit too. Me and my brother, he's 10 years older. And so he moved out when I was nine mm-hmm. and, um, he moved to California eventually and he had a partner out there and, um, cause my brother's gay, by the way, brother's gay. Grandmother was a lesbian. <laughs> your grandma was? Yeah. I love that. I know. Always uh, out? No, I mean, still not. Well, she's not alive anymore, but yeah, just, and this was like during a time where it wasn't fun. Of course. Um, but he was with a guy who ended up passing away, like, in his sleep. And so my brother moved back to Boston and moved in with me. And um, he's 10 years older, and he's my brother. And we had this small little, like, sh- Like, if it was here, it's one thing. I can go out to the pool or whatever. Like, it was... So we kind of, like, got closer and then didn't because we had a blowout. Like, he moved out. But then we've come back around and um, got a lot closer over this stuff. He loves Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of his favorites. So good. So good. So good. I mean, but you're... First of all, I'm glad that you and your brother are close, and that's huge because my like my story is so different. It's so different. Maybe a conversation for another day, but um, and another reason a that I wanted to be here and talk to you about it is you know I've lived like a very unorthodox life. Like I come from a very I don't even want to say like Catholic religious, but very conservative family, We're right? Also like Catholic, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. Italian, mm-hmm. you know. And my whole life, I've always I, I quote unquote like my life's a plot twist. Like, yes, I went to college, but, and had the good job, and I actually met my ex-husband, and we were married, and I was just doing things for other people my whole life, mm-hmm. until I was about 31 or 32, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, God, I, like, went and got my undergrad, and then I got my MBA, and I got this good job, and I had all the things on paper that should be the formula to make somebody very happy, mm-hmm. besides, like, having kiddos, which wasn't in the books for us. I digress. I remember being in bed, true story, with him, and I was so emotionally he was unemotionally unavailable I was too like loved him wasn't my person but I remember there was a Ruby Rose concert in New York City that day and I had dated women when I was younger but of course like couldn't come out to my family so I just like conformed like many of us did and I Mm -hmm. actually am very thankful for TikTok because I feel like it's created a bit of a community for people hell yes so the very very short long of this short of this long story is you cannot do shit in your life for other people when you unlock that and I said it earlier asking for permission or waiting for the right time if it feels right to you nobody can tell you otherwise like as long as you're not hurting somebody else or hurting yourself or like doing bad shit for the globe in general Mm -hmm. you gotta just go do it so like coming out dating a woman telling my parents I was gonna quit this great job and go try some crazy startup shit you know just all of these things and by the way like you actually don't have to tell anybody anything if you don't want to you've gotta just do your thing because that energy and those good vibes, like things will start to land in front of you and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Here it is. I've manifested it and it's happening. I, I love, first of all, that you came over and chatted with me today because I was in a, not in a great headspace earlier, but I feel better now. Good. And um, second, like the last three people I've interviewed had very similar stories. As the last woman was like, she left her husband, quit her job and moved to Alaska and into a tiny house. <laughs> I swear to God. And she's like, it's the best thing I ever did, you know, because she was doing it for for her. so cool. Yeah. I know. It is. But, you know, I think that's the other thing, too. Like, you meet people. I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, I got to know that girl. Really? Like, you just give up. Yeah. You just give off great vibes. You You give off really, really good vibes. And it's not like a smile. It's not a look. It's just you're inclusive. You're like, hey, let's grab a coffee sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, like, we've talked about it. Like, the community down here has been something that's been a big adjustment for me. And so I think finding somebody, nonetheless, like a neighbor on your floor, you're like, 
That's a bingo moment. It's a big time. And like for us being little old ladies together. Yeah. And <laughs> I do kidding. believe it. I do believe in the universe because I'm just on my porch one day and I see you guys put peek your head over. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I know. You have a, such a dope porch. You have good, like a good view up oh, here. Oh, I got a great view. I love it. I, I love this really place. And yeah, I mean, community. Do you mean the gay community? I think just the general community. I haven't, like, I think St. Pete in general is a great, it's beautiful. It's got big things. I'm just a big city person. Mm-hmm. And so it's still like adjusting to things. Like I love that they had the local Topia and it like Formula 500 was this weekend or Daytona, whatever it was. Um, great. I just like, you know your people. Like you know your people. And yeah. like this has been a hard city to me to adjust. And it's very politically charged here. So those are the two things. Mm. But generally speaking the weather is beautiful it's gorgeous and there's loads of fun people here yeah it's funny that you say that because I moved down I was like this is great and then I did I, I I had a little ups and downs and meet people actually I wrote a post that will be out later I wrote it earlier I haven't put it yet just about um the whole quote you know people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and um I've had even just in my short time here it's been a little over a year like so many of those people in and out that like made me question things or just trying to take a step back and I'm like as I get older though it's okay like as you get older there's going to be more of that you're mm-hmm. going to have a smaller group because you know what you fucking want or you know who yeah. you want to be around and you're not going to bullshit and not say or speak your mind and you know what I mean of course wait it's so funny you said I'm gonna pull my phone out for a second I put this quote on um because I freaking love Leonardo DiCaprio so much but I put this thing on today and I was like oh want to hear a fun fact about him while you're doing that yes uh, my friend growing up in from Watertown her name's Eliza Dushku she was um, yeah oh she was her first movie I think was with yeah it was, uh, she's amazing Life. yeah Eliza oh my god I love her <laughs> she's from Watertown Massachusetts good <laughs> place yeah. Star Market above the highway I yeah I on the best bike <laughs> did you know under, we used to drive underneath there and they yes. had the floor and pe- people would get in accidents they were looking up people's skirts like all the old men would pull over <laughs> I swear to God, so when I worked for Pepsi, like my first company, I had to stock Pepsis there, mm-hmm. like 23 years old on a Saturday morning, putting yeah. Pepsis on a shelf. And I remember being like, this is the dopest place I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life. It's so funny. So the quote was from Leo, from the Daily Good Quotes, it says, once you hit a certain age, you become permanently unimpressed by a lot of shit. And I was like, that is oh, I hashtag You put truth. that on your story yesterday. It's yeah. so true though, right? Because people can't bullshit you anymore. Once you know who you are and what you stand for and your values... Just don't come in my space. <laughs> it's true. And so, are you an empath? I'm a the giant empath. Okay. He's so, we were talking about... I don't know what we are talking about. This is bringing me back to this. So, yes. People want to impress you and you know what you want and, and whatever you just said. And at, at the same time, um, I recognize that other people can see that in you too. Like, when you are, yeah. know what you want and you stand for something... And I don't mean, like, politically. I just mean, like, yeah. you are confident in who you are and you maybe are going after big things and like people will fucking attack you for that shit. Of course. Yeah, and it's on the other hand like you have to be like, "All right, well, I'm good. I'm going to accept this." And I'm, instead of cuz I was that person with the old story in my head, I would go back and forth, "Well, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong?" Yeah. Like you know. You have to be very protective when you're an empath. Very, very protective because people know that and they can they can totally like leapfrog that. But the truth is is like live and let live, right? Like growing up kind of a random story Shawshank Redemption was my favorite movie I love that movie too and Tim Robbins was like literally in prison for like 30 years and he just did his thing he's like I will strike when the iron is hot and he ended up like the comeback was far Mm -hmm. greater than the setback Mm -hmm. and like granted that was a very long decade long run for him yeah 
It's true. Like you've just got to like stay focused and realize that shit's going to happen and it's not about you, it's about others. You keep bringing up people. He, he used to come to my gym in high school because oh he God, was, was, for some reason, he knew somebody that, were, uh, one of the teachers in the building. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm actually stuck on Elijah Dushku because she was like my biggest girl crush when yeah, I was little. She's cool. She's beautiful. Yeah. She was in Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Bring It On. <gasps> oh my Buffy. God. Buffy. Um, what else? Her and the girl from Stick It. Those two girls. Oh yeah, I like to Stick so It girl beautiful. too. Mm-hmm. That was, Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I know what you mean. Who are we? <laughs> Benny is like judging us in the corner. Where is he? <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, I heard him doing his his thing keeps falling off the window. Oh, that's while so he's cool. on it. <laughs> so I, I wish I could lay I in the window hammock. I just it keeps falling off while he's on it. Is that like it? That's a as seen on Instagram. No question. Yeah. Could you imagine if he was sleeping on that and it just fell? It happens to him. <gasps> I feel so bad. He's a cat. They always land on their feet. I don't know if that's true. So, all right, let me ask you a question because I know I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, you're good. I will ask you one question that I usually ask people, which is if you could go back and talk to your child. So, normally there's an age that comes to mind. Like, I go to therapy. Well, not anymore, but I need to go. I need to find one down here. Um, Everyone should go to therapy, just saying. And my therapist will say, well, what age is this feeling? And I'll be I always say nine. So something traumatic must have happened at nine or whatever. I always talk to my nine-year-old self. So you think of the age and what would you go back and maybe not say like do differently because life happens the way that it should and we are where we are because of everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But maybe some advice that you would give to your younger self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. That's actually the, my biggest number one question I always ask on my podcast. Really? It's very interesting what people yeah. say. I would probably bring myself back to like a 12, like an 11 or a 12. Um I was I was a really cute kid and then hit like a very awkward <laughs> stage, right? Like many of us hit awkward. Same. Like 12 to 19, I was just like an awkward looking kid. I had got like boobs early. I just like went through a real weird phase. And granted, I was an athlete and like a decent student, but like I was part of like, I, don't, I hate even using the term popular crap, but I had friends. Mm-hmm. But I was constantly tortured by the boys. Like, I was called the beast from the east. I was, like, really insecure. I had complete... I mean, they say girls lose their confidence at 12 and then almost all their confidence by 14. Mm. And I remember at the time, like, a good friend of my mom's said to me, she said, you know what, kiddo? None of this is going to matter in 15 years. And I remember believing that, but I didn't really follow that advice. Mm. And... I think back to that all the time because it's so true. Like these poor kids that are tortured and I mean, nonetheless, a pandemic, but they're just tortured thinking like, and if anybody watched the euphoria, this is a perfect example. If you watch euphoria, the season finale was on Sunday and one of the girls boyfriends cheated on her. And it's like at that moment, that's all, you know, you just don't have a ton of life experience to benchmark. So I'd go back to 12 and I tell that little 12 year old girl, this shit is temporary. This too will pass. Give yourself... Literally on my arm, in my dad's handwriting. (laughs) This too shall pass. Nothing. Nothing beyond the love that you have for yourself is permanent in this world. Mm -hmm. Well, death and taxes, I guess, but fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's good. I like it. What would you tell yourself? I I think about that often. And because I did, I had a similar... I was cool, like, hang out with a cool kids athlete, you know. Yeah. But... I mean, I was struggling with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm hiding who I am and just like, what the fuck? And I, and I wanted to die. Even at a young age, I wanted to kill myself. Like, I, I thought about it then. I, and 
okay, I just had a really brain moment. So one time, sorry guys, I'm all over the map, but that we did an exercise with Joseph McClendon where he brings us through this neuro-linguistic programming process to where we go back and we walk down this path. Anyways, we end up meeting our childhood self and he tells us to speak to our childhood self. And what would you say? And in that time, I was just flowing with him. It was dark, there's music playing and, and I'm telling like, it's okay, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna get out of this and you're gonna do big things. And so just keep going, just keep going. Like this won't last forever. You are gonna do big things. And after that process, I was debriefing with some people that were in that. And I was like, I feel like that was a little bit of time travel or realm or dimension because I remember being young and crying in the corner somewhere because I just had a, a very lonely and, you know, always walking on eggshells type childhood. And in my head thinking, this isn't, you're going to go off and do big things. Yeah. Like, and I'm, where did that fucking thought come from? me as an adult going back could it mm -hmm. i don't know so that's probably what i would say yeah. it's like that and uh not to go into sociology <laughs> to like maybe oh learn but, you know marketing or something like that i i can't wait to catch up i know we're gonna wrap up but um it's funny because people always ask either that or they ask your biggest regret which i'm sure you and i would probably have I don't have any regrets. Same here. Yeah. I do have one professional regret, though. Mm -hmm. And this is just like a funny story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been chasing the startup <laughs> here because of this. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier I worked for Pepsi. I graduated from Bryant's. And I had two job offers in 2007, right before everything crashed. And it was with Pepsi or it was with Facebook. Oh. Yeah. And you chose Pepsi. Yeah. I chose Pepsi. I hear. Because I took the safe route. And so I wouldn't say it's a regret, but it's something I always hold in me is like, you can be fucking wildly successful. You gotta gamble sometimes. You gotta bet on the black. Yeah. Bet on the black. Yeah. And I didn't. And I had three friends that took the job, and all three of them retired at thirty. Shut up. Well, you you have a different path. Totally. That's what I, I have. A, I have a mentor that says it's all unfolding perfectly, or yeah. ah, to be expected. Anytime something comes ah. up, yeah, ah, to be expected. <laughs> oh, you got dumped. Ah, to be expected. <laughs> All unfolding perfectly. Um, oh my god! I wish that you were a Pelotoner because I would hook you up with my fave Kendall Tool, who just got—you could tell went through a wild breakup because yeah. all of her rides are like real fucking angry right now. Oh yeah, She's and like, you and her could totally jam out. Yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. Hey. Uh, This was amazing. Yeah. I don't know if we're at the end, but we I just—I yeah, want to say thank you thank for, you for doing coming. the work you do. Yeah, and uh, we're all lucky to know you. I appreciate you. I—I well, I don't know you well yet, and I'm looking forward to so. Yeah. Well, as awesome. Conan O'Brien would do, I'm bowing. As he does. I hold my he heart. Does. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back. That was uh, Lauren Frederick from Making the Maven podcast. Also, just if you want to know more about her, check the description, check the show notes. I'm going to put a little bio in there and show you how you can follow along with Lauren and see what she's up to. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did find value, please go leave us a review. I appreciate you, and I'll be back here soon.